Office Sessions. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Alpha Sessions. Today I have the brilliant Lucy May Walker in our studio. Hi. Welcome, Woo. finally welcome. <laughs> We've been trying to get her in for a while. Uh, you've never been in here before, have you? No, and it's... It's lovely. It's very warm. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you said that because we've recently been on Radio 2, which we're going to talk about. But hey. it's, you know, forget forget about them. Forget about that because this is the it's real gone. deal. Um, They're dead to me. So I <laughs> I first saw you at Wembley Busking Festival, I think. Oh, With yeah. Alpha Sessions crew, we went there to see you. Um, oh, God, that's been years ago now. Um, International Busking Festival. Mm. Uh, was it pre-COVID? I think it must have been. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. I'm going to go for 2019. Yeah. That's that's where I first laid eyes on you, and ears. Um, and you are brilliant, and you've, you're a very good achiever, you're very active. Was busking your, your beginning in music, or did you find your beginnings elsewhere? Um, yeah, actually. So I'm from Redditch in Worcestershire. Mm. Whoop, whoop. Near Birmingham, for anyone that doesn't know where that is. Mm. And, um, yeah, I moved to London with this, like, dream, because I feel like, you don't have to live in London now, but at the time in my head, if you want to do music, you have to be in London. Classic. Not true. And now I'm just <laughs> poor. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I moved to London and I could barely play guitar at this point and just was like, right, I'm going to go to London and then I'm going to be a famous musician and then realise that like you've got to get a job. Mm. Did that for about six months. Um, and then I started busking through a busking competition mayor mm. of london's busking competition wow. it was it's very um, official boris was the mayor at the time i think um yeah the good old days and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh yeah so i started busking through the competition and then i just spoke to people there and they were like oh you should really try this out um you could do pretty well and then after the busking competition um i just bought the stuff the amp the microphone guitar and um I started and that's kind of like where I just became a better musician just learned more chords learned more songs mm. and it's like you're practicing every day and earning money so yeah <laughs> it, that's definitely the way that I started it's a win-win mm. and it's a good network would you say that's one of the yeah. main things if you were to recommend this kind of busking life you just get to meet so many people yeah um Pretty much all my friends, this is probably quite sad, are all buskers. <laughs> like, all of us are buskers. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a good way to, to meet people. It depends where you busk. Like, on the underground, um, you're obviously, like, on your own busking, but you have, like, the changeovers <laughs> where you have, like, a five-minute conversation. And, and yeah, and most, most buskers... Not all. Most buskers look out for each other and, and they're all nice people. Nice little community. Yeah. And it's worked out for you because, if people don't know, this is kind of where the big break happened for you when Jeremy Vine... Oh, my hero. Just your absolute hero. And what a nice guy. Just... Will you see you at Waterloo? Charing Cross Charing Station. Cross. Yeah. Um, 2018. Mm. I was busking at uh, Charing Cross Station. I love telling this story. <laughs> I've told it so many times and people are like, oh, you, do you really want to say it again? I'm like, yes, yes I do. Yes. Um, because people don't get these like b- big breaks very often mm. and busking, you always have the hope that someone might discover you, but really it doesn't It doesn't happen. I mean, it's. I think I was busking for maybe six years before mm. this happened, but um, I was busking at Charing Cross Station. Um, didn't even see Jeremy Vine. Um, he didn't tip me. However, it's fine. Well, I don't think he did. Um, and he, however, I got, I think I went for a meal afterwards and I got my phone out like two hours later 
and just loads of Twitter notifications. And he had tweeted saying, I've just seen this amazing busker. Can't remember her name, but it had Walker in it. And all these wow. people that know me found me and like tweeted him. Um, and then I slid into his DMs. Ooh. Not in a dodgy way. I don't <laughs> think so, anyway. Um, and I just said, look, I, you've got a Radio 2 show. I've, I also do my own music. Um, I'd love to send it to you. And then literally the week after, he played my song on Radio 2. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. And it's something you don't see coming. And it, you kind of become mm. pals now. And it's like having that, not like an insider, not like a gin, but like having somebody that you can contact that can just support you yeah in times like recent times when you've released something and it's been significant and it's just like gone crazy um but before this discovery how did you feel so you came to london how do you feel about the music industry because i think it's changed a lot in the mm. last sort of five years but where where was your place in it at the time yeah i don't know i i think i just started writing so i was really it was literally i was just new into mm. music um i think i'd released like an, an ep that was awful looking back <laughs> but um, very exciting at the time um but yeah I've, i have a love-hate relationship with the music industry mm. um Same. i think it's gone like i'm an independent artist and i kind of love that but i also there's negatives with that as well like mm. it's a lot harder um but then you've got so much more control um and the social media thing now i'm very lucky because i have a personality that I love doing that stuff like um I always find that like the music is just like a tiny part of mm. of being an artist whereas like you do these interviews and it's all fun and you also have to be your own marketing person mm. and manager and all this stuff but um yeah I, I like being an independent artist um for now <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a good place to be yeah um speaking of love-hate relationships though mm -hmm. you mentioned busking already I saw recently posted about not hating, we won't go as far as say hating busking. I can hate busking. Okay, so go it on. is love hate. It's love <laughs> yeah, hate. Yeah, it is. How have, how have we come to that point? Is it just overdoing it? Is it you would you quit it forever? Would you just take a break mm. from busking? Um, if I'm answering honestly, mm. if I didn't have to busk, um, if I was earning a living just from original music, I probably wouldn't ever mm. do any more pub gigs. I wouldn't busk. Um, but then. Hmm. it's given me so much and it still gives me so much all the opportunities I get seem to be from someone seeing mm. me busking what was the question? oh love hate love, hate. I just find it like I think it's just when, when it becomes your job it's less fun so now when I first started it was this fun thing on the side when I, I worked in a coffee shop and mm. I went busking and earned a bit of money and it was really fun and then it's just like everything if I think for me being happy in life is variety yeah so if I'm I hadn't busked on the underground for an example for over two years and I just started busking on the underground and had the best few weeks and loving it again like mm. and now that I'm like relying on the underground busking again I'm going okay I'm over that so I think it's just having variety um but busking can be very difficult mm. and it's uh, you earn way less money now um, than pre-COVID because no mm. one carries cash. True. Um, but yeah, love-hate relationship. Would I quit? 
yeah probably <laughs> if I could <laughs> I think that's it it's kind of a springboard it's like it's mm. a beginning and it's something you always feel connected to yeah I guess but you do want to move on from it like anything yeah and I think it's always going to be there like you know being an artist um, as you, you are yourself you know this is like very up and down like you might have like an a amazing thing happen to you and you think okay this is it mm. but it doesn't happen like that anymore mm. it's like I mean, Radio 2, for an example, I've just played on li um, live on Radio... No, I didn't play. I was on Radio 2 um, being interviewed mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Literally the next day I went busking. No one knew who I was. And it was the work... I probably made about £10 in two hours, <laughs> and it was awful. Um, I don't know what my point was. Feel sorry for me. <laughs> I can't remember. Just that... It's well, it's still kind of like love hating. It's a springboard, oh, yeah. it's a good place to begin, and you want to hold on to that. It's got a special place in your heart, but you do want to move on from it. It's always nice if, if I'm like, oh, okay, what am I doing today? Nothing. Oh, okay, maybe I'll go and busking on the South Bank. I've got a license to do that, so mm. it's always nice that it's there if, I, if and when I need it. Mm. There we go. Have I answered do that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, did you ever use it as like a trial for new songs, or do you always do covers? Um, uh, no, yeah, busking, I do, it's a really good way to practice with without the pressure of like an audience, especially if I'm busking on the underground, mm. I might go, right, I need to, if I've got like a gig and I've not played like a new song live yet, mm. it's a perfect place to play it without the pressure of an audience watching yeah. you, um, but also a slightly more pressure than just playing at home. <laughs> so yeah, I do, I do. Uh, I do the odd original song when I'm busking, especially if yeah. I ever get someone come up and be like, listening, I go, oh, here's one of my own songs. An opportunity. Yeah. Slide it in there. Um, so the first one you played for us was one of your own. Yes. Actually, all three you played for us yes. were one of your own. So the first one was Full of It. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, what did I play? Yeah. Is that uh, unreleased one or is that something? It is. Oh, so I thought so. It's it unreleased, exclusive for you. Um, Thank It is from my debut album, which is coming out next year. Um, so yeah. yeah. I'm excited. And what's full of it about? Can I uh, you can ask delve me. in that? It is about <laughs> men, but not mm -hmm. all men. Mm -hmm. Not all men. Um, <laughs> telling you exactly what you want to hear, but then realising that it was all just big lie. That's just classic. To get what it? they want. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Does this come into your life a lot? Thinking about being a woman <laughs> in music. I always like to talk about the mm. side of it because there's a lot of a lot of different opinions. Some women, female artists, don't really think about it that much. They don't come across too many challenges that they deem, you know, big obstructions. How do you feel about? Does it affect you? Um, in my personal life, I'm now in a relationship with a lovely, lovely man. So that's lovely. Good. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. God, it always comes up. Like, I don't know how to answer the question, how does it feel being a woman in music? Because it's just, I don't really think about that. But mm. there are things that happen that... <sighs> you look at, like, song credits and stuff, and it's like, oh, well done, you've managed to get on a credit um, with ten men. And uh, I just think I am trying now... I used to have a... Uh, what am I saying? Sorry, I've got so many thoughts. <laughs> They're not coming out right. Out. Okay, so I'm trying now to have more women on my team mm. um, because it just happened that, like, my, my band was all male and I was the only female. And um, 
uh, I now have a mastering engineer who is a woman and she's amazing called Katie Davini yes Yes. she's great Um, and I'm trying so I've got a tour in April I'm trying to get more um, you know supports just just people in my band that aren't just men but it's hard like it's hard just because most people I just don't know as many so people just end up having hiring more more men when actually we need to work a little bit harder to find they're they're out Mm. there and they're amazing Mm. we just need to find them and hire them and be um more represented I thought you liked me Cos you said you did I thought you liked me But you were full of it Turns out every word coming out of your mouth Was just another lie that you spouted I thought you liked me But you were full of it I only wanted the truth I never got that from you You'd see anything just to get me in bed But why'd you keep on going I was already there Yeah, yeah You were just a bad boy, I was just a girl You were just a bad boy that sold me the world Turns out every word coming out of your mouth Was just another lie that you spouted You were just a bad boy that sold me the world I only wanted the truth I never got that from you You see anything just to get me in bed But why'd you keep on going? I was already there Want a relationship, but don't bother asking us what we think. Guess what? Maybe we wanted the same thing. But you play your games instead of talking. I only wanted the truth. I never got that from you. You see anything just to get me in bed? But why'd you keep on going? I was already Alpha sessions. So you want to get all these women together, get mm. a good band, and for this tour, mm-hmm. you'll be playing with your band. Yes. I'm assuming headline tour. Yes. Which is brilliant for your new album. Nothing ever stays the same. Welcome. Well, no, I, Amazing. Yeah, I know these things. I, I followed you for a while, you know. <laughs> um, and specifically, before we go into the the depths of it, you signed the album name over time, as in like um, sign language. Yeah. You use sign language, and okay. I I want to I want to ask you. Yeah, you can teach me that later. <laughs> but um, I, I thought about sign before, and I can't remember what happened to me. Like a couple of years ago, I learned something in sign, and it is something that you don't even think about. Yeah, you don't. Even, and then I saw that Instagram. I was like, oh yeah, 
Sign. Why so, did that happen? Um, I met a friend of a friend who is deaf and just made me completely just think about things in a whole different light. Mm. Um, things like if you're on the tube mm. and something happens on the tube and everyone's listening to the announcement and then they know what's happening, mm. most of the time those announcements don't come up anywhere yeah, else. Yeah. Just things like that. Um, and yeah, I just follow her on Instagram and really found her really inspiring. And I just thought, I want to announce my album title in a cool way. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that would be a cool way for me to learn a little bit of sign language. I mean, five words, but <laughs> it's, it's a start. start. Yeah. It's a start. And um, yeah, so I didn't really think about it more than that. Um, well, it's unique. Yeah. It's very unique, and it's a good. It's a good thing to have for yeah. yourself instead of just like, I'll oh, put a video on about the album or something. And yeah, like, I thought it was a cool way. Although annoyingly, did you see the Ollie Murs thing? No. <sighs> on like the week that I announced my album title in, in British Sign Language, he released a music video of his new song in what he called sign language, but it was a thing called Makaton, <laughs> and there was a big big hoo-ha about it because um, Makaton is not sign language and he was doing these signs oh, that don't, it's, yeah um, so he had to take his video down and I was like because <laughs> he didn't ask, he didn't ask a deaf person to show him how to do sign language oh, and that he asked like an influencer who didn't know sign language but claimed to Rookie anyway, yeah sorry the album's coming out I don't and nothing else stays the same yes. What? where did that title actually come from is this related to the whole feeling of the album, is it like a a hint of what's to come. Like your questions. Um, yes. So the kind of theme of the album is is all about change, um, and the title is actually a lyric of the of a song mm. that didn't make it onto the album. Oh. I'll release it at some point, I'm sure. Okay. Um, but yeah. So and I just was trying to think of like how do I describe the whole album, and then I just thought I was looking at my lyrics and saw that one. I thought that does kind of describe most of the album <laughs> and and you can take it in a positive way and like if you're going through like a bad time nothing ever stays the same mm. it's good it's just it's going to move on and mm. you're not going to think about this but you can also be negative and be like oh I'm really enjoying this happy moment but, <laughs> but it will end. it's not going to last so make the most of it oh god I hope they take it the other way <laughs> well. um, did you is this the album you created I saw you doing a crowdfunder yes Camille. this is you're what so came good out of it. with your research <laughs> So I love crowdfunders because I'm too scared to do them and I need to try it. But mm -hmm. when you've got a good following and you have that like thousand true fans, yeah. you've got those true fans, you've, you're winning and yeah. you can really go for it. But how did you find that campaign? Uh, it's, so it's actually my second. Mm. So the, what did I do? I did a Kickstarter campaign mm -hmm. in 2020 for my second EP and that got like oh, so much support. But then I just feel like releasing in 2020 for me didn't work and mm -hmm. it just, we'll move on from that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm always surprised about how people want to help you. Because um, you, so it is scary putting that thing like, hey, give me money for no apparent reason. But you always are surprised about how many people are actually like rooting for you. And especially when you're like an independent musician that I guess starts from busking, mm. people are like, they want to see you do well and they want to be a part of that. Um, and yeah, I got so much support for the, the crowdfunder um, and all of the names, well, not all of the names, but a lot of the names of people um, on the crowdfunder are in my CD. 
to say thank you. And that's another thing I was going to mention is that you always have like not incentives, but just like nice. You mm. do nice things in return. I think that's what people forget to do. So they go yeah. out there and think, why isn't nobody helping me? And it's because they're just saying, give me things. And yeah. Then they don't really. It doesn't go two ways. But like you've done things in the past, I think about like pre-ordering mm-hmm. stuff. Or well, you're doing that now with pre-orders yeah. and albums. You get bundles, yes. and you know there's like um, campaigns where you can set an amount of like records that you want to press and uh-huh. then you sell them pre-orders and you have to sell 100 then they get pressed yeah. like you pre-order them that's clever um, and that, that's not really interesting but so I mean it's gone well because mm. the album <laughs> the album's coming yeah and I've managed to do um, it's coming out on vinyl as well which actually amazing was that through I can't remember I don't think that's through the crowdfunding but I, I also got some funding um, from uh, help musicians and mm. um Drake Yolanda. So that's uh, Yolanda Brown and mm. James Drake. It's called the Drake Yolanda uh, mm-hmm. Award. Um, so because I had the money from the crowdfunding, then the other funding that I got could go into things like, mm. oh, now I can make vinyl, which wasn't a, an opportunity before. Um, funny thing that's happened with the crowdfunder is people have forgotten because it was so long ago and they keep ordering more CDs. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> it's coming. You're going to get like 10 CDs. Like, don't worry. So I might need to send like a reminder oh, email. Um, but, you know, they can give it to a friend. <laughs> yeah, just send, send an email and say like, hey, if you receive 10, you know, yeah. by accident, just sorry. Send it out for, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh, no, it's coming out after Christmas. No, yeah. <laughs> Easter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> possibly Easter. Um, so you are, you're completely independent. As you've mentioned, but you have management. Yes, I have a manager. How long have you had your manager or worked Ooh. with? 2019? Four years? Is this something you recommend to a lot of independent artists? Um, at a certain point, yes. Yeah. Like, I think if you are doing it all yourself um, and you're... I think you'll know when you need a manager mm. um, and it's only to a certain point and most of the time you can do all of it yourself um, and people artists think I think a lot of the time that oh, I need a manager because I need to focus on doing the music mm. and they need to do all the other stuff since having a manager I do all the other stuff even more because I now have someone on my back going hey remember <laughs> that email that you need to send you need to send it so it's. It doesn't make it easy. You don't have less work to do. Mm. If anything, I would say yeah, more. <laughs> more. Um, but it's just nice having someone on your team, and it's nice to go if you get an email going, "Hey, I want you to play at this. How much do you charge, or something like that?" Mm. And you're like, "Oh, I don't know. Send it to the manager. Then I yeah. don't have to deal with it." Um, he's really, really good. The, I think the best thing he is good at is um, motivation, because mm. as as a Self-employed <laughs> musician. Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, shall I write a song yeah. or should I just watch Netflix? I, that's the choice. That's just the do, but yeah. But I think people forget that it's more about advice, isn't it, than anything else? Yeah. They do think like, oh, they'll get me gigs and stuff, and I like, do my stuff. No. Well, that's a, a booking agent. Oh, if any booking agents are listening, I need a booking agent. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's just kind of looks after everything, and he's. It's nice to go, oh, I've got this really good idea. Is it a good idea? Mm. Hey, is it a good idea? And they'll go, yeah, or no. And they okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, you still have a lot of autonomy. Like You still have a lot of control over what mm-hmm. you want to decide to do. Um, mm. Like, you do song commissions. I do. Which is important, because your recent single from the debut album is coming up, The Hardest Goodbye, okay. yes. is very important, um, and it's very emotional. Mm. And we'll hear it soon. 
Um, and that one, that one did come from a song commission. Yeah, so that was in the pandemic um, because I would say probably 90% of my... So I, I do music full-time. Probably 80-90% of that is just live gigs. Obviously lost all of that. Mm. Um, so we are just thinking of ways that I could still do music mm. and make some sort of living. Um, and yeah, I started doing song commission. I can't remember. That might have been my manager's idea, actually. I'm going <laughs> to say it for the interview. It was my manager's idea. And um, just said, right if anyone wants a song I'll charge XYZ um, and then most of them were like happy love songs for their partners <laughs> and uh, yeah this um, uh, lovely woman called Sydney got in touch and she just said look I have experienced baby loss um, big, been a big part of my life and I want you to write a song for my partner about it because there aren't any songs about it and it can no one talks about it and it can feel really lonely mm. Um, so will you write a song about it? And I just thought, oh, I don't know if I can because it's not something that I've been through personally. And I don't know about you, but when I write songs, it's always about, mm. it's like a personal diary. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's see if I can do this. Um, and I felt like I, I just owed it to her um, to write it. So, yeah, it was very difficult to write, but um, uh, it's like, the song I'm most proud of and probably always will be because it doesn't it's not about me it's not my song even it's like not even my words it's her words and words that I've taken from um, other people that have lost uh, babies so yeah I think it's quite poetic as well which is very it's very carefully done because you mm. could do it un, you know not very tastefully and it could have been yeah. done a bit could have been awful yeah full on and everyone would be like oh my god yeah. so I guess it's kind of scary doing commissions for things like this I mean if I'd received an email like that I'd I would have to think about it quite hard it, it, yeah I, I, it, I just wanted to do it right so mm. I'm, I'm glad it, it and I had no I always say when people send me uh, ask for a commission I say look put it in like the terms and conditions there's always a chance that I will release this you can stay mm. anonymous um but I had no desire to release the song when I was writing it until I got the reaction from her and thought and she said how much it helped her and her partner just kind of come to terms with it and think about it in like a safe space and then I thought right if it's helping them then this has you know the ability to help more people one in four pregnancies end in loss there's a lot of people mm. that this song could help so that's why i released this song two hearts beating together two hearts made you together and one hive you stole from your mother and one from the man of our dreams Eyes once were aligned, but then soon they fell out of time. And I would have given you mine if I could I'd do anything. I held you every second of your life, and I love you for every moment of mine. If there's ever a rainbow. I know it's you in the sky And we miss you Every day that you're gone When we thought we couldn't go on Only here just for a moment But you were the hardest goodbye We 
tried and we tried once again and I promised this wouldn't end like the first two clinging to life desperate to keep you alive but the nurse came sat us both down and she told us there was no sound of your heartbeat and our hearts stopped too cause I held you every second of your life and I love you for every moment of mine if that is ever a rainbow I know it's you in the sky We miss you Every day that you're gone And we thought we couldn't go on Only here just for a moment You were the hardest goodbye It's been years now And it doesn't get easier still now Longing to hear how your cry sounds Still asking why and how Cause I held you every second of your life And I love you for every moment of mine If that is ever a rainbow I know it's you in the sky Every day that you're gone, we thought we couldn't go on. Only here, just for a moment, you were the hardest goodbye. Only here, just for a moment, you were the hardest goodbye. The Alpha Sessions. And it has helped a lot of people, I think, yeah, as well. And there was so. Baby Loss Awareness Week. Mm. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, October, mm. like end of October. And um, now you've recently been featured by Jeremy Vine, your pal, yeah. on Radio 2, which, because I listened in on this, and I everyone was Thank just you. kind of sobbing. Yeah, <laughs> including me. And Jeremy, yeah. which was yeah. awkward. <laughs> no, I thought so, because at the very end of the section, yeah. I remember he said, like, right, we're going to play a VT and get hold of ourselves mm. and then it went just straight to the VT I was like oh, oh my god fun fact um, Bobby from the new travel news yeah. came in and she uh, like, I was fully crying because people mm. sent in stories and they were on the phone like calling in telling their stories of losing um, their children and it was like nothing can prepare you for like how you know emotional that is so I was do you know how hard it is to cry silently on a microphone to millions of people I was oh like God. and then I'd like look at Jeremy and he's he managed to keep it together but he was like choked up and then Bobby from the travel news came in she's like right I've come to stop you all crying he was still playing the song for the second time mm-hmm. and I looked at her and she was sobbing they had to <laughs> delay the travel news so I like I know that's it's really bad but I was also like it is this amazing. is a great song. It, 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 it is. It's powerful though, isn't it? It's something yeah. that is it's weirdly like even if you're not affected directly mm. by it, it's something that you can empathise with and something that will yeah. just get in there. That's kind of the point of releasing the song, not just for people that have gone through it, it's also for people so like we whether you know it or not, we'll all know someone that's gone through that. Yeah. So it's kind of being able to put yourselves in their position and be a better understanding and know what 
maybe not always know what to say, but know what not to say, because mm-hmm. you can really say the wrong thing and make it completely worse. You just need to be there for people. Mm. That felt like that came out way better than anything else I've said. Yeah. Well, I think it's something that's very, <laughs> yeah, it's very pa- passionate, mm. you know. Um, and now it, after that, it went to number one in the iTunes sing songwriter chart. Yeah, which I mean, that's incredible. That yeah. must have made you go a bit like, right, I've I've just got to cut off from the world, disappear, drink <laughs> drink some wine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was in the pub, so I went Brilliant. from radio to, and I was like, oh, friend of the show, Daisy Ch- Daisy Sh- Daisy Shoot. I can't never say it. It's like, yeah. No shoot um i was like asking my friends because i was like i can't go on radio too and then just go home and cry <laughs> who's free to go to the pub daisy shoot was free and i was like right we're going to the pub i went we, we need to go to a pub that's close by just in case jeremy can pop in which he didn't but that's okay <laughs> um oh my god it was so expensive um six pound seventy a pint uh i should have moved anyway so yeah, I was just like drinking and trying not to be on my phone because you can just spend the entire day. It's almost like release day. You just spend the whole day yeah. on your phone. And I got a phone call from um, my partner going, Lucy, have you seen the iTunes chart? But he was looking at the regular one mm. and I was like number 16 on that. I was like, oh my God, that's wow. huge. And then I went, hold on. What about the singer-songwriter chart? Went on to number one and I... Daisy, was, we were sat next to these two guys, like having a lovely time, <laughs> and she was like, "Excuse me, she's number one on the singer-songwriter chart," and they're like, "Okay, well done." <laughs> so yeah, had a, a nice time celebrating. Um, yeah, would you consider that like the peak of your career so far? So yeah. far, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, the I thought moment. the last time where I, so I went on radio two twice. Mm. I feel so lucky to say that and yeah. drop it so casually, but <laughs> I thought the last time was the peak, but this time, like, it, it felt so much more meaningful. Um, and, yeah, my first time being number one in the singer-songwriter chat. That's brilliant, and it's a good place to now be like, right, I'm ready for more. Yeah. Especially when you've got an album coming up. Um, but also, you. you've had some other good achievements that I'm quite interested in, like support gigs. Mm. Um, specifically, a couple of support gigs that I noticed. One with Texas. Shines. Yeah, so good. And Tony Hadley. Brilliant. How did these things just happen? <laughs> How do, I mean, obviously you work and they don't just happen. You, um, yeah. Charlene was quite recently. Texas was. Yeah, the Texas one was like a big highlight. That just I say I don't have a booking agent, but it was through a booking agent that we kind of oh. know through my manager and they just asked me I mean it wasn't in Vanessa so when I got mm. the phone call it was like two weeks um, in advance and they're like hey do you want to support Texas I was like yes absolutely yeah. when no, two weeks time in Vanessa took me 11 and a half hours to get there oh, no. but it was like no. it was such a good gig um, and then I got to do it again like a couple of weeks later in Stirling mm. both in Scotland and um, she's amazing like her voice is like oh, so good um, so that was yeah just through someone we knew and then Tony Hadley through another agent I don't know why they asked me I think they were like trialling me out to see if um, I guess if I was any good I mean I was good but they've not asked me um, for any more gigs so it may I don't know maybe it didn't work out yeah if any of them are listening can't, I need an agent um, uh, Tony Hadley is also a really nice person just really? um I didn't get to speak to Charlene as much as I mm. wanted to, but Tony, like, his manager was like, he kept talking to me, and he was so lovely, and his manager was like, Tony, people have paid for a meet and greet, <laughs> you're delaying it to speak to, you can speak to Lucy another time. I'm like, 
sorry, Tony. But yeah, he's, he's gone into the meeting group. I'm like, hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah that's it's brilliant. I mean, you, so you play a lot. You played these two mm-hmm. gigs. What would you say if you, if straight away comes to mind? What's the favourite gig you've ever played? Oh, oh god, that's hard because. Mm. Let's do support gig and mm-hmm. then headline gig. Mm-hmm. I played the I played the Water Rats in King's Cross just after the first time I went on Jeremy Vine, and it sold out. Um, and that was the first time I played a song, a song called Heartbreak Song, and I could hear the audience singing the words. And it's just like a, oh, I've made it. <laughs> I think that still stands in my mind um, as like a probably my favorite favorite ever gig. And then support gig. I would say that Inverness, I'm um, supporting Texas mm. because it was how many five thousand people? I want to uh, say, yeah, five thousand. Um, they weren't all there, but no one needs to know that. Um, <laughs> and I love support gigs because it feels like a challenge to win them over. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like just you get half an hour and you get right. Speak to them. And, and that's my favourite part of live mm-hmm. gigs is the chat, mm-hmm. as you can tell, because I'm not shutting up. Um, and just trying to win them over, and you, there's just like a, a sweet point in the set where you're like, I've got them, and I had them just there. So that was, yeah, that was a good, good What gig. about the dream venue? If you could pick any venue, I mean, in the world, mm. not even just in the UK, but there must be somewhere you think, like, one day I'm going to be in there. Well, I want to play Ali Pali, actually because it's it's on my doorstep and it's like I've played outside <laughs> and I've just recently played before Maggie Rogers but not on her stage in the food court <laughs> so I'm like I want to play Ali Pali that is a dream but I I like intimate venues yeah. so yeah I'm going to go for Shepherd's Bush Hall mm. is that a thing? Shepherd's Bush Hall? Is what it's the Empire? Or I don't know the, there's what an O2 Shepherd's Bush Shep- Empire forget that, that one. Shepherd's Bush Empire is that it? Yeah. Could be the one. Bush Hall is not that. Bush Hall is a separate thing. I played that. It was okay. <laughs> Take that out. That's all right. Yeah, won't, won't remember that. I'm going to say Ali Pali. There you go. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Your tour next next year is going through a lot of venues. When is your tour? Is it March? Uh, it's. It's. This is annoying because it's the first week of April, but also 31st of March. So. So basically yes. April. First week of April. And you're going all around the country. Edinburgh, mm. Leeds, <laughs> let me think. Edinburgh, <laughs> Leeds, Birmingham, Bristol, Brighton, London. Hey. Brilliant. And they're all headlines. Who have you got supporting mm-hmm. you? They're all different or are you travelling with a crew? Um, so, they will be different. I'm mm-hmm. going to do, let's just announce it here. I'm going <gasps> to do like a a little competition thing. I don't, that's not probably not the right word, but like a, <laughs> a social media campaign okay. um, where people can apply um, to support me because I think we should give opportunities to people and as an artist I love seeing other artists give those opportunities mm. don't like it though <sighs> when it's fake and they do this like social media thing and they're like oh cover my song and support me on tour but they've already picked the supports it's not going to be like that it's mm. going to be real and we're going to sit me and my manager sit through the applications and, and choose who would fit um in, and hopefully in their local uh, venue, local city, mm-hmm. local place. What am I saying? Yeah. Apply. Region. Uh, so I'll, I'll announce that officially probably January time. Yeah. 
Ah, it's very exciting. Lots of campaigns, lots of things to look forward to. Fingers in pies. A headline, yeah, (laughs) it's the best way to be, isn't it? So remind me when the debut album's coming. March the 10th. March the 10th. Yeah. People should look out for that. Um, You can pre-save it now. You pre-save it now. It's going to come out everywhere. Um, The final song you play for us, Bad Day, is Mm. that an old one? Yes, that's that's from my latest EP, Mm -hmm. Um, and it, yeah. It's the title track of that EP, which you can stream now and buy on CD if you you've got a CD player. There you go. So you get a dose of what has been, what is on now, what's coming up. Then you're going to go see her on tour. Yes. You might even be supporting her. You might be yeah. watching her and be like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to Absolutely. apply. Which is brilliant. Well, where can we find your social media before I let you go? Um, Lucy May Walker. May like the month, Walker like the crisps. Um, mm. Thank you. Uh, I have said that before many times. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, and that's pretty much everywhere. I'm on TikTok. Probably shouldn't be, but I'm on it. Um, oh, good for you. Yeah, thanks. Are you? No. no. <laughs> you will. You'll cave at some yeah, point. I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Brilliant. Well, Lucy, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Had a lovely me. chat. This See has been soon. so nice. <laughs> You mess things up on the day you showed up Thinking that you had all the answers You really took a chance, I didn't you spare a foot Haven't you heard before? I guess it didn't even cross your mind when You stepped over the line and I know I should've wished the worst on you But when you self-checkout, I hope your items don't go through and if you stood on like a well, it wouldn't be a shame Cause I hope you have a really bad day You drove up and down, hoping she'd come around Acting like you had the best intention But you forgot to mention, didn't care what she lose Only that she chose you And I believe in every word you said Cause you got inside her head And I know I should've wished the worst on you But when you self-check out, I hope your items don't go through and if you stood on like a well, it wouldn't be a shame Cause I hope you have a really bad day I hope you stub your toe, lose your keys Hope your friends forget your birthday, miss your train Your plane's delayed, hope you get out bit on eBay Shrink your clothes, break your phone, buy new shoes They give you blisters, get locked out of your new house Hope your oven breaks at Christmas and I know I shouldn't wish the worst on you But when you self-check out, I hope your items don't go through And if you start on leather, well, it wouldn't be a shame Cause I hope you have a really bad day And I really hope she leaves you someday <laughs>